0: Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Hey, I'm glad you're here, especially if it's the first time you've ever been with us. Thanks for being brave. I know it is Uh, Crazy, intimidating, and uh, very fearful to walk into a new place with new faces. But man, we're glad you did today. And we do this just about every Sunday. Next Sunday we take a break because it's Labor Day, uh, so we will not have Elevate next week. But the following week we'll be right here back after, and we'd love for you to be here. Uh, So for the next few many weeks we are going to be looking at the fruit of the spirit. And man, this is something uh, that I am excited to talk about. And the fruit of the spirit. Where we find this is in uh, we find it in Galatians chapter five, and here are the fruits of the Spirit. We go ahead and throw that up there? The fruit of the Spirit are this. and Maybe you've heard these before. Maybe when you were a little kid, you like learned a little song that would go with it. But these are the fruit of the Spirit that we're going to be talking about for the next several weeks. We're going to break these down one by one and kind of see and talk about what they would look like in our life if we would connect to the power of the Spirit living in us. And it's, it's this. It's, uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And as I look at this list, and as I was writing these, this, this messages today, I was like, man, there are so many of you that I, like, I, I want in my life. Like, I, I want to have more joy in my life. Sometimes I just go through life and it's another day. It's another Tuesday. It's another Thursday. It's another day where you just get up and man, I I want to have more joy in my life and being connected to the spirit. I I can have that. Like there's a if you're looking at the list, there's probably something like, I like self-control a lot more. There's a couple of these where I'm like, yes, sign me up. I need a double dip of that. Um, That is what I need. Man, these are some things that we long for and what we want. And the fruit of the Spirit, here's what it is. It is the results of living with the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. Like if we would let the Holy Spirit really do what he would love to do in us, like these are the fruits that would come out, like people would see joy, and they'd see love, and they'd see patience, and they'd see faithfulness, and they'd see all of these things, like that's what would happen if the Holy Spirit's presence was really alive in our life, these fruits are produced, like from Jesus, from God, from the Holy Spirit being connected to us, this is what happens, These are the fruits that come out and and happen in our lives. And and, and when we talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, I understand he's kind of the forgotten God, right? I'm sure you've heard lots of sermons, and man, we rail. We talk about God a lot, and we, we talk about God over and over and over again. We can kind of get, understand God the Father. We understand that. We talk about Jesus a lot. We just do, we just talk about the stories and we can wrap our mind that he came here and what he did and that he dried on the cross and we can kind of wrap our mind around that. But man, one of the, 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 the gods, the three in one that we don't talk about too often because it's really, really tough to explain is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. In John chapter fourteen, Jesus begins his disciples. and begins to tell them that he is going to go, but he's going to send a comforter. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. And They don't understand it at the time, and we are still trying to wrap our minds about what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. It's just tough stuff, as we talk about. It. It's a really, really difficult thing. Uh, so, so in sense of the doctrine of the Trinity is something we talk about a lot. I'm going to throw this image up here. Uh, if you'll go ahead, this is the image that I like to use for the Trinity uh, for God the Father. God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And if you look, this is called the Trinity Knot. And here, uh, this mystery that we'll never be able to fully understand, it gives me a little bit of understanding of how God can be three in one. Like, how is that? What we learn from the Bible is this, that God is three persons. He's God the Father, that's Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Each one of those are fully god there's one God. Three in one. That's a really hard thing for us to wrap our mind around. You know, a common way that we, we like to do this is there's some uh, illustrations and, some, and not, um, some illustrations that we kind of use to figure this out. One I've, I've used over a couple times is the egg. You know, if you've ever looked at an egg, which you probably have, maybe you cracked it open like an egg. It's three in one. It's one egg, but there's three different parts to it. You know, there is the yolk, there is the white, and there is the shell. There are those three things. God, the Father, Spirit, Son. Kind of give you another one that I've seen people use is an apple. Like you can take the apple and you can say it's made up of a core and it's made up of the peel and then the flesh part inside. You know, that crunches when you you bite it. God is the Father, Son, and Spirit. Uh, so that's kind of some ways that some analogies we've used and some some illustrations to kind of understand and wrap our minds around it. It's still something that's really difficult for me to figure out. It's still a hard thing. I just read it in scripture. I'm like, hey, I guess when I get to heaven, that will be explained better to me. But the Spirit wants to work in our lives. So how do we get the Holy Spirit so this fruit can be produced? How it happen in someone's life? Like, we can have joy and peace and, and all those things, like, be fruit in our lives. Like, people would, would see those things happening and going on. They'd be like, man, Brian is, is faithful. Man, Brian is joyful. Brian is, is peaceful. How in the world is he like this? Well, what we learn in Scripture is simply this. We believe that the Holy Spirit is the gift that God gives us when we say yes to him. When we say yes to salvation, we are giving this given this gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Go ahead to this next uh, slide, if you would. It's Acts 2.38, and here's what we find. At salvation, and when you were baptized, not only are all your sins washed away, not only are you promised heaven, not only uh, is is your shame gone, all of those things, here's what we see in Acts 2.38. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. We talked about you get forgiveness of your sins, and then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we see this that our, when we choose to follow God, when we choose salvation, when we choose baptism, we are promised the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that's how we know that if you've done those things, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and you've been baptized, then you have been promised, yes, this is, you have this gift. Like the Holy Spirit would love to work inside of you and produce these fruits. Before we get to the fruit, I really want to just stop because, like I said, we don't talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. I just want to stop and go through a list of things here. A list of things that what the Holy Spirit gives us or does in our lives. What does the Holy Spirit give us or what does it do? We don't, we don't talk about it a lot. So here's what the Holy Spirit is doing. He's kind of the one behind the scenes. He's working. And if you look at the creation account, you'll see at the creation account, you will see that the, that a spirit hovered over the waters there in the first few verses of the Bible, you see that he was there to give life, to create. Like the, the Holy Spirit was there. Another thing the Holy Spirit does, he gives us power for service. Like all through we see when we read about the disciples, the Holy Spirit is giving him this power to, after Jesus has died to to build the church and do great, great things and heal people and all these things. Like the Holy Spirit gives us power to serve. Uh, another thing that the Holy Spirit does, he empowers us to pray. And actually the Bible says that it prays when we don't know what to pray. Like the Spirit will utter prayers for us when maybe we just don't know what to say. It says this in Romans chapter 8 verse 26. We don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. Another thing we talked about in the last few weeks is we talked about, like, we're gifted to serve, like everybody's gifted to serve, is he gives us these gifts to serve, like mercy and giving and preaching and and caring and listening, those type of spiritual gifts, like those are things given by the Holy Spirit. Another thing he does, which which is a really, really good thing, is he convicts us. He he just convicts us. Like, uh, you ever have that feeling when you've just done something wrong, that, like, at you a little bit? Like, man, I cannot believe I said that about them, and if they find out this is going to be really bad, and and the Holy Spirit is working to convict us, Brian, I can't believe you did that. Why don't you repent? Why don't you fix the, the, you know, why? Why would you do that? Ask for forgiveness. Like, the Holy Spirit is working in the background to convict me of my sin so that I would be more like Jesus. And I'm thankful for that, because, man, I need to be put back on the right path sometimes. Maybe you do too. I love this next one. He unifies us. Like he wants us to be one. He doesn't want us to argue. He doesn't want us... To be against each other, especially here in the church, he wants us to be one. He's a unifier. Hey, let's get this together. Let's get this together. Next thing he does, he teaches and illuminates. Like I believe this as I teach and I preach. It's not that there's nothing special about my words, but here's what I believe: that the Holy Spirit is working as you are sitting there to that it would work, and you would get it, and you would continue to work in your heart. Like it teaches us, the Holy Spirit's working in the background so often to do so many different things. He teaches and illuminates. So we can understand certain things. And the last one is he guides us. A lot of times I'm looking for direction and I'm looking for guidance. And man, I pray, God, would you give me, would you, through your Holy Spirit, would you just help lead me to the decision that I need to make? Would you guide me into what Choices I need to make because I know for you guys there's a lot of times you're like, I don't know what to do here. And I just want you to know, even as a 45-year-old man, there's times where I'm like, I don't know what to do uh, with this thing in my family, I don't know what to do with this in the church. Like, what do I need to do? And he guides us and he leads us. The Holy Spirit is working and wants to work in our lives. Holy Spirit would love to guide us, but what we're gonna learn today is that there is there's a battle going on. And some of you know this. You know that there's a spiritual battle going on. You know that, you know, like there's many times, and maybe you felt this battle. I know you probably have. Is there ever times where uh, you're kind of like Paul in Romans where he says, Man, uh, there's things that I don't want to do, yet I do them? Like, I don't want to get caught off in that. I know I don't want to do this, but I continue to do it. Paul would say things like that. Man, I felt that as well. Like, there are things I don't want to do, but I do. And there's just this battle going on. And you've probably felt it. And the Bible talks about this battle. We're going to go ahead to um, Galatians chapter 5. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17, here's what we talk about. Remember we talked about the Holy Spirit is our guide. That's what it says here in 16. So I say, this is Paul writing, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Here's where it starts starts to talk about this battle. There's this battle, the Holy Spirit wanting you to do this, and our sinful nature wanting to do the other thing. Like There's this battle going on. The sinful nature wants you to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of the sinful nature desires. So these two forces are constantly fighting each other. So that you are not free to out your good intentions. You know, I talked about the things that I want to do that are good. And, and man, I sometimes I don't do them because there's this battle going on in my life between the Holy Spirit, Brian, I want you to be love and peace and joy and all those things. And then there's this other thing that's this, this, the sinful nature in my life that is fighting against that. Brian, you don't need to waste your time with that. It's not going to make a difference. Just do what you want to do, man. Just, just do you. Just don't worry about that. And there's this battle that's going on in us. There are two things that can come out of us as Christians. There's good fruit. And there's bad fruit. The good fruit is when the Holy Spirit guides us to, hey, love and peace and joy and faithfulness. That list we talked about at the beginning. And then there's the bad fruit. The desires of our sinful nature, and many times the Bible will call it the desires of flesh or the desires of sin. Like, it it just doesn't. And these two are fighting a constant battle. It's kind of like in in our culture, uh, maybe you've noticed there's a constant battle between a lot of different characters. Like, Spider-Man, who's, Spider-Man's always fighting Venom. Like, that's just what's happening. Tom is always, Tom and Jerry can never get along, right? Always bopping each other on the head dropping something, hitting somebody with it, you know, running him into something. Like, Tom and Jerry just cannot get along. They're just battle Like, Harry Potter and Voldemort, like, Voldemort. like there's this battle going on. They're, like, they don't like each other. Like, the Yan- uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees. I mean, there's this battle going on here that's happening in, in our spiritual lives. Like, Georgia versus Georgia Tech. I mean, there's this battle going on. Like, like maybe you've been watching this week, like, people versus milk crates. Anybody seen any of those this week? Or people are t- That's a battle, man. You see, Paul is telling us here, the Christian life, it's a war. It's a war. God, the Holy Spirit, would love us to do this. And then here's what we're faced against. We have the world's temptations, we got Satan's temptations, and then I have my own temptations. Like the world's trying to get me, uh, Satan is trying to get me, and then there's other things in my life where it's just pulling me away from the good that God would want me to do, that the Holy Spirit would want me to do. So there's this battle going on. And it's an intense battle. And the Holy Spirit wants us to become more like Jesus, not like the world, not like Satan, not like our flesh. So how do we know then if we're winning the war? How do we know if we've been living in the Holy Spirit? How do we know if we've been fighting off these things that would love to tempt us? How do we know if we've been really living in the Spirit? How does one know if he or she is walking by the Spirit? How in the world do we know that? Here's what happens in Scripture. Paul gives us a really clear definition of, hey, here's how you know. Remember that list I talked about? Here is another list. Go ahead to uh, verse 13. How do we know if we're living in the spirit? Or how do we know if we're living in our sinful nature? Here's how you know. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are pretty clear. He says, here's how you know this battle I talked about the Holy Spirit wanting you to do, what you know, become more like Jesus in the sinful nature, wanting you to go down the worlds and Satan's path. Like, here's, it's, it's really clear. Like, here's the list. Uh, sexual morality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, but here's what God says. You don't have to live like that. Like, you don't have to live with disunity. You don't have to live with drunkenness and the pain that that brings. You don't have to live in all those, that whole list, Things. You don't have to live with jealousy and have to live with outbursts of angers, a- anger and things like that. He says, but here's what I would love for you to live. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against their- there is no law against these things. What he's saying here is you don't get locked up for being so joyful, right? You don't get locked up for being peaceful. You don't get locked up for for loving people. That's usually not the case. But if you're quarreling or if you're jealous, there's a lot of times those can lead to breaking the law. Drunkenness, if you get in a car and drive, that is against the law. He's just saying, hey, there's nothing wrong with these ones These are good, they're not going to lead you wrong, but I'm telling you, the other list can lead you wrong. So here's what I want you to do, and I want you to do, I want you to grow spiritually. We don't want the other things to grow, we want the things that God wants to grow in our lives. We want self-control and gentleness and faith and goodness to grow. So as we finish up today, I just want to talk about this, is how can we have the fruit of the Spirit grow in us? How do we let love and joy and peace and self-control, how in the world do I let the Spirit take over and grow those things in me? Well, the first thing is this. You need to know this is not just for super Christians. So often when we read Scripture, we think, oh, shoot, that's the only person that's going to be able to do that is... Some minister, the only person that's going to be able to do that is somebody that knows all about the Bible. The only person that can really follow that is my mom or my grandma or somebody, you know, and that's not the case. You see, if we would be connected to the Spirit, these things would grow in us. It's love and joy and, and, and faith and, and patience, all of those things. And it's not for super Christians, it's not. It's for you and for me. For you and for me. And here's another thing, you know, every believer needs to learn how to walk by the Spirit. This is something we learn. We learn to walk by the Spirit instead of walk the way the world walks. We learn to walk in the Spirit and the way our our sinful desires want us to walk. It's something we learn to do. We learn to plug in to God. We learn to walk in the Spirit, just like when you were a little kid. Uh, I'm sure everybody here, because you guys did a good job on the way in, everybody, you, you learned how to walk. Congratulations, you did it. But usually when little kids learn to walk, most of the time they don't, there's a few like savant children who just, they can just walk across the room, but usually it's like kids cannot barely, you know, like they take two steps and bang, right on their butt, right? Or they take a few steps and they're too fast and then they fall flat forward. I mean, it's just fun to watch. But here's the thing, like you were learning to walk, same thing spiritually, like you got to learn to walk in the spirit. It's not something we just know how to do. We learn to walk in the spirit so this fruit can grow in us. And the last thing that we're going to kind of end up here with today uh, the, how can we have the fruit of the spirit grow in us is this to grow fruit, you must stay connected to the branch. You must stay connected to the branch. You know, these are qualities. They're not something that we can manufacture or take pride in or claim that we, that, that we have this one or that one. Rather, it's the work of God. It's nothing in me that would make me patient. But a lot of times people say, Brian, I don't know how you're so patient when you work with students or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't believe it's me. I believe it is what has happened in my life because it didn't come from me. I, I, I try to stay connected to the vine so there'd be good fruit so that I would be a more patient dude. Like, patience would flow out of me because I'm connected to, because I'm holding on to the vine. And I've seen that all through my life. Like, I, I don't know why, but self-control is another one. Self-control is, a, I, don't, I don't really have that. There's a lot of times I fall off the wagon, but there are times in my life where i realized I don't know how, but self-control, like, kicked up a notch. I remember when I was in college, before I went to Bible college, I was a, a local community college, and I, I remember one night, uh, we were sitting around playing cards, and literally every single guy, every single person at this guy's house, everybody in the place, except for me, was hitting a bump. They were smoking weed. Everybody, every single person there. And, and people, several times that night, would be like, hey, Brian, why don't, come on, man, take, take a hit, take a hit. Like, why don't you do this? And I don't think it's because I'm strong. I really feel like, as I remember pack that night, that there, there was something in the Holy Spirit that gave me the self control to say, nah, I'm good. Let's just keep playing cards. I, I don't think it was me. I think it was the holy spirit working in me to give me the self-control to say hey no nah, i'm good time out i'm all right i'm not going you know i want i want self-control to grow in me i want to stay connected to the vine it's not something that we can manufacture it's something that we are plugged into it's not a claim like hey look what i can do rather it is god working in us to help us with self-control and joy and patience and all of these things but I'm telling you, you have a crucial role to play because you have to stay connected to the vine. Here's how I want to illustrate that. I brought a couple of tools with me today. Uh, this is a cordless drill and uh, pretty powerful. It'll do a lot of different things. Uh, I like to do a lot of different things with it, um, and it's, it's, a, it's a really good tool. Now, here's what I want to tell you today. A Christian is not like a, cor- a cordless drill. And many times I think we try to live our lives that way. I think we come to church and we're you know, and we're running a little low from the weekend. I think we come to church on Sundays and we're like, Okay, worshiped a little bit, heard the sermon. And we can we can go for a while, right? We can we can do a little bit until, you know, it gets closer to the end of the week and we're out of power and it's run down and, and the battery has run out. Like this is not the way Christianity is supposed to work. Okay, Sundays, I'll come, I'll get I'll get charged back up. Oh, Wednesdays, I'll get charged back up, and I'll go. Oh, I went to FCA, and I'll get charged back up. Yeah, that does happen, right? We get charged up when we're, we're together, when we're in God's house, but that is, this is not the way Christianity is supposed to work. It's supposed to work more like this. You know, it's this guy. I can't, I can't go very far. So I've got to stay connected. And this is a beautiful picture of what the Holy Spirit does in our life. We have got to stay connected to the vine. We, we've got to stay connected to the vine. We wonder why well, we, we try to have this battery pack and I'm just going to get hyped here. I'm just going to go to this, this camp or I'm, I'm going to have it for a little bit like it's going to stay there. But if stay connected to the vine, we will never run out of power. Like when we need love. Hey, I'm, that's good. I'm, I'm trying to connect with the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm staying connected to the, to the vine here. I, this thing is a lot more powerful than that thing. It will do so much more. You can even tell by the sound of it, it's more powerful. And I'm telling you, your life as a Christian, if you would stay plugged into the vine, you will have all the power that you need but it's just how you want to live. Like, how do you want to live your Christian life? Do you want to run on a battery pack where every Sunday you get hyped or every camp you get hyped? Or do you want to live your life and say, no, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day it is, I'm going to stay connected to the vine. I live my life several different ways going back and forth. There's been times in my life I've been on a battery pack. I'm telling you, the best way is to stay connected to the vine and stay plugged in. He is the source of our power. The risen Christ is the source of our power. So how do we do this? How do we stay connected? It's things we've talked about several times. If you go to that next slide, uh, I think I missed one. I missed one in there. Yeah, there, I must have not put it up there. It's okay. So how do we stay connected to Jesus? It's simply this. It's the things you've heard several times. And here's what you need to figure out. You need to figure out, how am I going to stay connected to God? Maybe that's through reading his word. I encourage it. There are all kinds of reading plans where every single day you can plug in and say, I am going to be in God's word. There's no excuse anymore. If you have a cell phone, or if you have even an iPod, if you have whatever, there you don't even have to have that. We can give you a paper reading schedule where you can just every day be plugged in. Right now I'm reading through Psalms. I'm reading through the book of Psalms right now. In the morning, I'm trying to do this my best, and sometimes I plug in in the morning, and sometimes I plug in at night. Right now, I'm at chapter 36, and I've read that this morning, and I'm hoping today, tonight, before I put my head on the on the on my pillow, I'm going to plug back in again and read 37. I'm reading two a day; they're quick. I don't. T- hours to read it but every morning or every night I'm trying to plug in and I'm telling you man how are you going to plug in to the Holy Spirit one way is through God's word another way is what you're doing right now you're listening to his word Every opportunity you can, plug in and listen to God's word. Remember, He's illuminating, He's teaching through the Holy Spirit. It's really good to be under teaching. You guys are plugging in this morning. Another one is worship. Maybe the Bible, you just like you, you get lost and you don't understand it. Man, throw on some Spotify or YouTube. Find some worship songs that you can connect with, pop them in your ear, put them in your earbuds, and man, worship God. It doesn't have to be here at church or with a guitar or whatever it may be. Uh, Would you plug in through service? When we serve other people, when we serve people in our lives, we are plugging in to the power of the Spirit. Maybe it's prayer. For you. You're going to pray every day, not just at meals. You're going to have some type of something in your life where you pray. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe you connect through art. I know people that connect through uh, being in nature. That's how they connect with God. I don't know how you're going to plug into God, but we have to stay connected to the vine. The scripture says he is the vine and we are the branches. We have to learn how we're going to be connected. I want to read this last verse, 522, one more time. It's the fruit of the Spirit. If you read that last slide for me. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Love. Like if we'd stay connected, love, joy, peace. Maybe you need patience. If you stay connected, that, that begins to happen. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, you need some joy. If self-control is like you're off the rails, man, we've got to stay connected to the Holy Spirit and really help us there. There are no law against these things. So in closing, before we take communion here in just a moment before I pray, maybe you need those to grow in your life. The question is this. Have you ever made Jesus your Lord and Savior? Because if not, you've never plugged into the power pick out would love to have for us. Maybe you've never been baptized. Maybe you've never given this gift of the Holy Spirit where these things would grow in you. Man, I would love for you after the service to come and talk with me. We'd love for you to plug into the power of the Holy Spirit. And why not do it today? I'm going to pray and then we'll get ready for communion. Father, thank you for today. God, I apologize for the many times in life I have uh, lived my life, my spiritual life on battery power, just thinking I could do it. But God, I pray we'd realize that we don't have to live our lives like that. We don't have to let our sinful nature always get the best of us. We don't have to always lose the war. Like if we'd realize that we just need to be connected to the vine, to you. I pray that we do that. God, I pray that we would connect Uh, through your word and through prayer and through listening and through worship and through serving people and and through being outside or through journaling or through art, whatever it is, God, that we would connect to you so that these fruits would grow in our lives. Because I'm telling you, this world needs some fruits right now. This world needs love and this world needs some joy and this world needs some peace and it needs a lot of patience and kindness and goodness. It needs some gentleness and, gosh, it needs a lot of self-control. God, would you grow those in us? We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all.